Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. And do you know why this is a glorious Thursday in the history of humankind? Because we were off last Thursday. That and we are two days past our famous co-host being a full year older. Yes, yes. It was my birthday on Tuesday. That's why you didn't see any streaming from me because, yeah, you weren't getting any streaming on me on, on that day. I, I was at Ballon Brew and mm. then I I went on a um a tour of uh Target and oh. bought two discounted um uh board games for nice. that I could play with my kids and then breached a Deadpool. Oh, and a chocolate milk. You and your stupid Funko Pops. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to be opening these a little bit later in the show. Would you get some for your birthday too? Yes. Nice. I did. Anyways, okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, yes. I of course, am your host, Charlie. I'm joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Zelius. It is uh, a pleasure here to do the business. Indubitably. Uh, this is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a sh- live show f- for you where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you during the show. If you haven't had a chance to... Give us your topic or question, or perhaps you would like to add to the conversation. All you got to do is just throw it into the chat room or chat window, and we will uh, take it from there. If unfortunately you we do run out of time and we can't cover everything that you've requested of us, it will roll over till next week. Now, I have one apology to issue, or no. maybe like redaction, uh, a correction. So you know how. No, of course, we weren't here this past week, but the previous week, I was bitching and moaning about how uh, I couldn't play uh, Mass Effect with the controller, and then Zelia's like, that's not right. And so he looked online, he found a page, it said, it's been enhanced. And I was like, but no, it's not. And then after the show, I I was like, look, I'm going to show you. And as soon as I try to pull it up, the controller works perfectly. Huh, I'm not there's a first time every time for me being right. It just took a little while than usual. There you go. Well, anyway, so uh, it does indeed work, uh, mouse, keyboard, or or controller. But I have to say that in a weird twist of fate, um, it's better. It, it I, I haven't tried this, but I'm under the impression that it's better to play the second Mass Effect with a controller than it is with uh, mouse and keyboard. Why are you finding that out? Uh, because, um, so spacebar has basically been, if you're playing with keyboard and mouse, spacebar is basically your like your uh, interaction uh, yeah. key. But it's not always in Mass Effect 2. Sometimes always. it is, and other times you, ha- you have to actually physically click the, your, your choice. Well, that just sounds confusing. Indeed. It's like an, it's like an annoying version of a point-and-click um, yeah. conversion game. It's like, yep. what is it going to be this time? It's a mystery. You may never know. And and this is, and I think this you, I think this was my gripe about Mass Effect 2 when I was playing it on the the Xbox 360, was there's one thing in, um, in the, I guess, like the overworld map galaxy thing that just bugs me the hell out. And that is... Uh, let's say you're in a specific galaxy, galaxy, and you look at a planet. Uh, once you go to look at the planet, it gives you the option to scan the planet. Ah, uh, yes. So you scan the planet, do whatever you want. Then once you're done, you know you hit 
Um, well, if, if you're on keyboard, uh, it's going to be escape. If it's the controller, it's going to be B. And that will bring you back to like the description of the, the planet and then the option to scan or go back. If you hit B or escape, it will go back to uh, your third person Normandy view. Sure. Instead of going, just taking one more step back on the mm. star map so you can keep looking. Yes. I so literally, I, I'll be like, okay, escape. No, no, I got to move my mouse and hit the back button so I can actually do what the hell I want to do. That does sound annoying. It is. It is. Uh, but one I, of those spaces where, like, depending on what you're doing in the game, you're better off just using the controller versus the key BM. Yes. Uh, I can understand that. But but here's but here's the kicker. You know what? When it's when the controller is probably the most handy. Menus. Ah, funny. So uh, in the game, in the second game, you have a private console portal whatever where you get all your emails you could look at your upgrades and all that stuff it gives you like a uh, options uh and you can you could go you know wazda up and down arrows to choose the option however if you hit spacebar it doesn't do anything so you have to highlight the option then use your mouse to click on the select mm. you don't have to do that with the the, the controller it's very confusing. It is very confusing. It is very confusing. I will say that it is very obvious that all the DLC is included in this because um, mm. one of the coolest, because um, I didn't have, I don't have, when I played back in, on the 360, I did not have all the DLC, but oh, I yeah. did have, um, I did have one of those like special gifts if you have another one of the BioWare games. Yep. If you had, I think it was just Dragon Age. If you had Dragon Age, you get like this really sweet looking like space armor with like a bloody dragon across the front. And uh, and so when I when I went to try on my, my uh, gear for uh, Mass Effect 2, sure as hell, there it was. So... I'm running around in that, though it is very awkward because there's been some like, you know, some very friendly scenes where you're kissing a girl and it's the helmet and you're like, that cannot be comfortable. You don't play without the helmet, man. Everyone plays without the helmet. You can't. It doesn't what? give you that option. If, if it was regular armor, you could toggle the helmet on or off, uh, but it's considered an entire suit. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, now, uh, Zelius also made mention of something, uh, and I was, and I did not want to confirm nor deny it because I couldn't remember. And that is in Mass Effect One, uh, all of your guns are basically heat rated. How many shots is going to take before it overheats? In yeah. Mass Effect Two, it's the bullets. So I thought I wasn't crazy. You told me yeah. I was crazy. I was like, that can't be right. But okay, so that leads us into p potentially uh, one of the questions. Okay, I'm going to try to phrase this. Okay, so I, uh, this past oh, question, so yes. is it still is that how it still is when you were playing? Yes, I'm I'm having a bullet count. Okay, so they did so they didn't streamline that part. It's different no. types of ammo. Yes. Manage. Okay, I was just curious. That was one of the things I didn't know they were going to change that. Yeah. Okay, so um, I was on vacation this past week, and uh, I was talking to some people about Mass Effect and other games like that. And so the question was asked, uh, 
um, when you're playing like a shooting game, what, what is your preference? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Mass Effect One had a heat rating, so you could shoot so many shots before it overheats, and then you got to wait for it to cool off. Or if you time it right, you can keep shooting forever, but just at a you know at a slow enough clip where you don't completely overheat. Or do you go the route of uh, bullets or charges? Because uh, in Mass Effect Two, you have like a um, these like heavy weapons that yeah. that are like you know you get like I don't know, let's say 400 uh, points, and you have to hold down the trigger, and it basically drains uh, as it goes. So my question for you, Zelius, is what would you prefer? And, and of course, audience members as well. When you're playing a game like that, do you? what is your preference? Would you rather be counting bullets and, and having to switch between guns in potential scenarios, or are you okay with the, the, the heat uh, index for the guns? I actually much prefer heat index because I hate bullet chasing. Um, it actually drives me a little bit crazy in Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's very much, and maybe it's because I'm still early on the game, but I feel like I'm always running out of bullets on my guns. So it's just frustrating. Yes, yes. Oh my God, yes. And in, in Borderlands 3, I basically saved all my money up to buy all the, uh, was it? The, the the expansions for the weapons. Yep. So that I could have what I considered a good amount of bullets so I wouldn't run okay, them out. Okay, so it's not just me. No, God, no. And no, the same but- thing. So like in Outriders, kind of like Borderlands 3, it's a looter-shooter game. Uh, some weapons, to me, this is like a balance issue, where some weapons like the submachine gun mm-hmm. have a fair amount of ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you're not going to run out of a fight. Right. But if you pull out like the shotgun, because like of the way they do the ammo, you're gonna run out of ammo. There's just no two ways about it. It's not even like the shotguns are like OP or anything. It's just the way they do the ammo. And to me, I find that frustrating. It's, like I'm okay if I have to reload. Yeah. And then like so I have like eight shots for a clip, reload, but you kind of infinite clips. That I have no problem with. But I just don't like ammo chasing. Is annoying to me okay um, the the two yeah. guns the two guns that bug me the most when it when it becomes when it comes down to ammo chasing is a sniper rifle and mm. a shotgun yep because I, I you're most like nine out of ten times each one of them is gonna have like it's gonna be one shot and you have to reload for a shotgun it could be two shots together but it's gonna be a reload yeah. and then but you have like Eight bullets. So that's four pulls of the trigger, and then you're done. Um, I under I understand the the strategy piece to making um, you know gamers kind of switch between weapons, but at the same time, that sucks balls. Especially if you're like you're in a really tough spot, and you have been let's just say that you have been like a god among snipers. And all you gotta do is do one more headshot, and you act, you accidentally flinch at the last second and miss. And now you gotta shoot this person with a submachine gun that's just spraying shit all over the place. Well, to me though, like it makes sense in games where you have like say different element types. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have different weapons that are better against fire or better against ice. 
Yeah. That makes sense to me. Or like Borderlands did it with the elements, right? So like acid was better against, what was it? Shields, electrical versus whatever it was. I always get my elements yeah, and stuff. Fire, better, electricity, uh, corrosion, uh, radioactivity, that kind of stuff. And like that I'm cool with, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like now you have to strategize depending on the weapons you use. And that to me makes sense. But just like bullet starvation is not a fun game um, element to me. Um, at least like at least with the first and second Borderlands, mm -hmm. I was able to get like enough ammo add-ons, kind of like you're mentioning, or usually as fine. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's just not. Very, and then you spend time just running around picking up ammo. Yeehaw. Right. Um, or breaking crates, just hoping I find ammo. So that, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of like the over-reliance on ammo as I, far as a scarcity element in the game. I, I will say this. I have never prayed so hard in my life that like random beasts that don't have guns would act actually spit up ammo like they do in Borderlands while playing Mass Effect 2. Because I was like, dude, I just ran up all my ammo and I got nothing because I just shot a bunch of these wild beast monster things. They don't, they're not dropping uh, ammo because they don't shoot. Now, the exception I will make is say like Destiny 2, for instance, has like special ammo, which is like your third weapon, which is like uber powerful. Then I'm totally cool. On. Then yeah. I get on, you have like a limited, like maybe a max capacity of like eight shots for your Uber gun. So you just right. can't like spam it. That I totally make sense. Cause that's a balance issue. Well, I mean, but that's, like, that's what uh, some of the games do with um, like, if you get like a grenade launcher accessory, yeah. the grenades yeah. have an, a finite number. And that I'm cool with, but yeah. like when it's just like your regular machine gun or sniper rifle, whatever it is that I'm like, just, or make, yeah, that I'm not a big fan of with the scarcity of ammo. Um, like, I like how, like, I've been playing, um, because the new version is out, is um, Fantasy Star Online, now New Genesis. Mm -hmm. And the way that I like how they do it is basically you have, I forget what they actually call it. It's like your photon art ability. Mm -hmm. It goes up to 100. And as you use your abilities, it goes down by whatever it costs. Like, it's your mana cost, basically. Right. So it's almost like the equivalent of using, it's almost like the heat check, right? Like you have to keep track of how much ammo do you have left right. and yet recharges when you don't use it. That I'm totally cool with. And that is a logical thing to me. And I'm not, you know, and there's a way to like compensate, to recharge it quicker and whatever. That's part of the strategy. Mm -hmm. But I'm not wasting time being like, oh my gosh, do I have ammo for that? It's like, have I not spammed it too often to be able to use that skill again? Right. And I much prefer that style of strategy for using my abilities or whatever they are or shooting whatever it is. Right. No, I, I I'm in to I, I agree totally. But here's here's another element that I'm sure Zelius has has pushed from his mind. But there's another thing about Mass Effect 2 when it comes to guns that would I did you actually play all the way through the second yeah, one? Yeah, I played all three all the way through, okay. yeah. So this this is probably not on par with Zelius's love for the Mako, <laughs> but pretty close. And that is the fact that um, when you're running through a level, and you and you see a new gun, 
Yeah. And you, and it's a gun that you actually pick up, and it's not a gun that you scan to get uh, upgrade to potentially upgrade your weapons after the mission. But it's a new weapon you could grab. It automatically equips that new weapon to you. I don't remember that honestly. So I'm okay, but but here's but here's the real kicker. Not only does it automatically so like let's say that you're running around with um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of a 22 rifle. Yep. Because um, I don't really know guns, but let's just say you're running around with, I don't know, a pea shooter. How about that? Sure. You got a pea shooter, and then uh, through the level, you gain this weapon uh, that basically just sprays bullets. Uh, you no longer have access to that pea shooter, just magically disappeared, and now you have the, the gun that sprays bullets. But here's the fun thing that I found. The ammo count is different per gun, mm. so it's not like I have a I have a maximum capacity of holding fifty sniper bullets. It is this sniper gun has a maximum capacity of twelve bullets. This one has forty eight. This one has twenty, and yeah. it's not in an order. Like the first <laughs> gun had nine, the second gun had like forty eight. And now I'm using one that's 18 bullets. So, you know, it pisses me off that not only, like, I don't understand. Like, did my pockets get smaller? You're not holding. If I have to reload the gun, then it's not a matter of of the ammo contained within the gun because I'm having to reload. Yep, that's a little bit crazy. I agree. Oh, and okay, this is just this is just for us um, OCD maniacs out there. But when, when you're doing your bullet counting, and thank God that they that they uh, all developers, almost all developers, uh, give you a little bit of wiggle room with this. And that is, let's say that you're halfway through a clip, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm about to go into a really bad fight, so I'm going to need to reload. Oh, I'm a maniac when it comes to reloading. I'm like every, I'm one of those people who like every eight seconds, I'm reloading. Thankfully, they just reload however many that you've already expended so you get back up to the maximum number of rounds. You don't throw the old cartridge out and then slap a new one in. Oh yeah, some, yeah, I know what you mean. Some games, it's like you actually lose what you had left in your capacity. You, you had a maximum of 12 shots. You used eight of them. Four bullets are going to disappear when you reload your weapon. Yep, I agree. That's pretty stupid. That's just like that's just a poor game design at that point, honestly. Agreed. Um, or they're trying to be ultra realistic, I guess. I don't know. Now, it, look, if you're making me bullet count, you better, you know, give me a little wiggle room and just refill as many bullets as I need to get back to full capacity. Yep, I agree with that, man. Or I'm gonna hurt someone bad. Don't uh, hurt me, man. So, um. So you, so you, from Mass Effect One to Mass Effect Two, you had that change from uh, like a heat weapon to uh, um, ammo counting. You also lost, um, actually, all of the item like customization, basically went out the window. Like in Mass Effect One, you're, you get you, you first of all, you pick up a shit ton of guns, um, and they're all different brands and stuff and. You, I remember you know, all the brands and stuff. Yeah, there was a ton of them. So, but like, 
were better like for assault rifles. Some were better for sniper rifles. I vaguely yep. remember that. Yep. So, on the and the other thing is that every single member basically could use almost every single weapon. In Mass Effect 2, not so much. Uh, I, my character cannot use a shotgun. Oh, yeah. So, uh, like, depending on the class, yep. you have to do, like, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Or, and so I can't use an assault like, rifle either, which is yep. stupid as shit. I could, I could use, I could use a pistol, a submachine gun, a, um, a sniper rifle, and the, the the heavy weapon. Now that I'm okay with, like that I don't have an issue with because it's like making a class a little bit more niche and a little bit more tailored towards a specific skill set. Wow. So when a certain class is restricted from weapons, that I'm okay with. Right, but the thing uh, is, you in, in the first one, which is a continuation, uh, which the second one is a continuation of, basically saying, oh, by the way, your favorite assault rifle that you're actually kick mm. ass with, you no longer can have because we decided that only these weapons are allowed. No, yeah, that I totally can see, too. I mean, that was definitely a big change from the first one to the second one, was the different... And, like, you know, you figure... Most actual time between the original releases was a couple of years. Let me check. So it wasn't jarring, right? You play the first one a couple of years later. Most people don't probably don't even remember. Like you might probably remember the big stuff, like the ammo type, like I did. But most people probably don't going to remember or care as much about weapon restrictions. But to your point, when you're playing them back to back, like a lot of people are going to be now, that I agree is a huge difference. But then I guess, what would be the better answer? Would the better answer be either A, retconning basically Mass Effect 1 and restricting your weapon choices in the OG Mass Effect, or do you completely change the balance of the game for Mass Effect 2 and allow access to all weapons for all classes? So I would say that there was a complete rebalancing of the game mechanics from 1 to 2. Uh, it's just, it was a three-year uh, three difference. Okay. Um, but the, um, my biggest problem once one, once again, you know, switch it from bullets or from heat to bullets, mm -hmm. taking away the, the ability to really, uh, I guess, specialize your weapon. So, uh, there was upgrades that you could put in there that would make your bullets maybe cause less damage would go right through shields. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, that's not how that goes. Um, you know, and, and then all, then also you can, um, uh, like I said, there's a, a ton of weapons that that you come into contact with. I mean, shoot, I kept getting the warning that I'm running out of space uh, inventory because I was just holding on to everything. Um, you know what I love are games that allow basically infinite backpack space. I, I just... I, I love it. It makes me happy because it's like oh, okay. So yes. so let's let's go with that. Um, you've got games that allow for infinite backpack space, but you also have games that make you do inventory Tetris or games that allow you to have um, basically access to. You basically have like I guess uh, a game chest that you don't have access to during an actual mission. You only have access to stuff that's on you. However, mm -hmm. all the stuff that you've gained will be put into that chest. So you can look at it afterwards. Or you got weight restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay with 
having um, like a hmm. see. There's pros and cons to everything. First of all, if you're good, and I, I know we've said this before, but if you're going to make me do inventory Tetris, let me rotate the fucking pieces. Mm-hmm. Please, God. I have a spot open that is three wide and two deep, but I have a shield that is two wide and three deep. And I can't rotate that? Are you serious? <laughs> but... You know, so I'm not a huge fan of the the inventory Tetris. Now I do like there. You do have those games that try to get a little tricky. They do, uh, they do the inventory Tetris. However, they give you different pages to mm. put items on. So it's like, oh, this one won't fit on that one. So I'll just put it to page five. Oh, there's a spot right there. But well, then now you're playing inventory Tetris across like several different boxes. Well, the tricky part, so a game then like Horizon Zero Dawn, where that's the inventory, you know, limit where you maybe like limited 50 herbs. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, I think most gamers, we've been bred to be hoarders, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's everything because you never know when you might need this random level one herb. So it's almost like developers have trained us to hoard that stuff for the final boss but yet you can't actually hoard everything because you have this inventory limit. Yep. So now you're playing the secondary game of like, well, I don't know which one of these to get rid of. Oh, it just, this is so overwhelming. And then you end up with in, a, in the other mini game called resource hunting, because yes. you ha- you spent the last 10 hours not needing the uh, Fergie fungal suit. And now all of a sudden you need it out of the blue and you've been junking it for 10 hours, and now you have no idea where to get it. Or it's in such a, um, it's in an area that you're level 50, and all the creatures that would drop that are level five. Well, and the reality is in most games, like when you have like all the materials to create potions and elixirs and all that stuff, I'm one of those gamers. I just don't mostly care about them. And I'll just be like, hey, I'll get electrocuted. Who who needs some like plus 10% resistance to um, electricity? I'll just instead actually go level up another level or two to get the same difference and call it a day. Well, and and let's be honest. If you were actually break down uh, crafting in a lot of games, the yes, you could gain a proficiency for crafting to get bonuses, or if you tallied up the amount of ingredients you needed, verse and get the that that price point, and then you go to the store where you've already got a discount, and yeah. it's about the exact same. So let me think: Do I want to brew the potion or just want to buy the damn thing? In some games, like the crafting actually works. Um, outside, like Kingdoms of Amalur, for instance, the Crafting actually is very powerful and yep. useful, mm-hmm. but more importantly, it's straightforward. Like, <laughs> like you have like four different, four or five different pieces you can put on it. Yep. And you know, like some games make you like randomly try it and see what happens, and maybe you'll get a great weapon. Oh God, those I hate. Which I hate d- but this discover like, the recipe. Whereas this one, it's literally like King of Amalur. It's like literally like add this, you know, handle. 
add these wraps, add this blade, and this is what you're going to get. It's not mm -hmm. like a guessing game. And like that I'm totally cool with because you know what you have, and it gives you like an incentive to break down your other like gear you get because you know yeah. exactly what you're getting out of it. So to me, it's a very concrete, non-mundane process, right? Yeah. Because think about gamers, you're playing like games throughout the year. It's not like I'm devoting my entire life to this one game to research the arcane pieces of how to get the plus 18 sword. Like, I just have a hard time investing that much energy into a game versus it's straightforward of like, this is exactly how you get that plus 18 sword. Oh, I need the fresh wraps that are azurite. Oh, hey, I'm this azurite sword. That's mm -hmm. probably what I break down. Mm -hmm. That I can dig with. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, there's definitely some people out there who literally, literally live and breathe their games. But, you know, especially if it's M MMO. But, you know, when it, when it comes to, like, Mass Effect has a shit ton of gameplay. Yeah. But at some point, at least for me, I'm going to get to a tipping point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I understand that. I feel like Mass Effect did a pretty good job of being straightforward with the crafting now. There's no real crafting, though. Or, like, material, because you could get, like, add-ons and stuff to, like, get your stuff better. Well, that was, that's the first one. I guess I used word crafting lightly, yeah. And well, I mean, okay, so in the first one, you could add, like, not accessories, but, like, power-ups, I mm -hmm. guess. Uh, modifications to your weapons and your armor to, to help, like, uh, the better the, the weapon, it, the, the more slots you had to to make the gun uber um, in mass effect two you're doing a lot more mining thankfully you don't have to use the mako to go find the stuff but there's a lot more mining in that's the one where like you had to like spin around the globe and like press with the a button sensor button, like, and you're trying to see where when the high concentrations yeah and like you need a little mini game Yep. Uh, you need the iridium and the pladadium and the yep. platinum and the zero something. Yep, I remember zero that. element. Um, and those are required in order to do like, basically it's like an upgrade to, if someone has, everyone who can use like a, a pistol, when you upgrade that pistol thing in the, the research upgrade area, all pistols get that increase. So instead of, you know, modifying it per gun per person, which I'm okay with. I wish that it would allow me to, um, you know, like lock into, okay, from now on the, the pistol can do this mm -hmm. and, you know, and it affects everybody's pistol. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm good with, I can go either way on that upgrade. Cause I, I'll, I'll be honest. It was really, it was, very tedious during Mass Effect One, where you're getting all these upgrades, and they're you know they're they're leveled or graded one to like eleven, and so you would have to constantly go back in, and like you'd have to pull up the modification, going okay, so which one do I have on here? Because it's not simple. You don't see it from the main screen. You actually have to go into the mod screen in order to see what level it was to switch it out. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was another question that I, that I was asked over vacation, but I can't remember what it is now, so I'm not going to ask it because so many questions, so little time. 
Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, I had a great time on vacation. Uh, nice. I didn't. I didn't play like any games, except for a couple of rounds of uh, Legend Ruterra at night uh-huh. on my cell phone. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I got to talk video games. Um, you were with fellow connoisseurs of the video games, lovers yes. of the games, haters of the games. Uh, well, I would say the vast majority were ignorant of games or yeah. ignorant of specific games, but there were people out there who I could actually, you know, talk the, uh, you know, chit, talk the talk, and they would understand. Ignorant of games? How dare they? I know it's terrible. Um, you set them correct on the way of life and how it is meant to be in the world of games. Okay, I went on vacation. I was not going to try to create that stress ball. Um, <laughs> probably smart. But yeah, I if you've noticed, I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect 2 because I'm just yeah. going through it. I had my romantic interlude in the first game. Uh, and it looks like I'm aiming for the exact same girl that the, the first time I played Mass Effect 2, I'm basically aiming for the exact same girl this time around. Mm. Just because she's... You know, she's close to every nerd's heart. If you ever watch the TV show Chuck. So you're going after Miranda? Yes, I am. <laughs> Full heartedly. Nice. Wrong yes. hair, but whatever. Hey, look, man. It's just another disguise. Ooh, touche. But, um, but yeah. Now, there's, there's, I was kind of hoping, I screwed up something. I, I thought that Mario Golf was coming at the beginning of this week, it's the end of this month. So I got really psyched because I got back in town. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to play some Mario Golf. And I was like, oh, I'll buy it for my birthday. And then it's like, I don't come out to the 24th. Like, son of a bitch. That was on your list to do in life. Yeah. So I got to wait to the 24th to buy the dang game. Mm, it's terrible. It is terrible. It's very terrible. Uh, so, Zealys, what games, what other games have you been playing? You probably been playing more than I have, haven't you? Um, I've been playing, um, well, I've been trying to play at least, mm-hmm. uh, PSO, New Genesis. But uh, as happens with new releases of MMOs, um, buggy as hell, mm-hmm. or actually laggy. And it's very much a action combat type of game. So it's real, real time. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... When you hit enemies and they're not taking damage, or all of a sudden you die because they've been hitting you, which you didn't know about. I was like, and it's time to sign off. Uh, but it, yeah, what I do find interesting is it's so you have PSO2 and now you have PSO2 New Genesis, which is basically like the now open world version of PSO2 because mm-hmm. PSO2 is 100% like instanced. Like you go sign up for a quest dungeon, you go there, and it's just like you're in this like little confined area. Now it's open world. Um, it's like they don't seem to, I guess, have all the classes right away, um, which I haven't really researched because um, now I'm curious. But they didn't have like all the classes. So like one of the classes I played in like PSO2, mm-hmm. like I can't play. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I've been playing that. And the other one was, uh, what's the game? Borderlands? No. Um, oh gosh, I'm having a brain fart. 
terrible. Um, Ninja something. I texted you about it. Oh, um, uh, it Ninja Clash or something like that. Yeah, it's basically a 2D um platformer, but the idea is that Mark of the Ninja. It, yeah, Mark of the Ninja, but it's a stealth game. And so you have like all these enemies around you, and basically you try to stealthily sneak up behind them and stabby stab them in the back. Oh, uh, yeah, stealth games and me do not mix. Ah, oh, it's a good. It's a. I, it's. They I have the lar- I have the largest body count, uh, with like, uh, Hitman and uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I'm I kill everyone. Don't worry. And like, it's funny though, because you get to the end of the level mm-hmm. and it'll tell you like um, what your body count is. And the way you get actually a lot of points is by not killing anyone. I don't do that. My goal is to kill everyone. Um, I want everyone to die in the game. So that's actually a strategy to do is to kill everyone, which is very effective. Um the other thing I would say too is it's really like a puzzle game because the idea is you have these enemies and there's like, they can see you because they have flashlights and they have dogs and stuff, yep. but you want to sneak up to them and you have like ways you can throw things to like basically blind Distract. them and whatever else. So it's a stealth game, but it's to me, it's almost like a puzzle platformer because it's like, you're working out, like you got these like little parts of the stage where you're working out how to get your way past this puzzle so the enemies don't see you, so you can stab them before they see you. So it's really almost like a puzzle platform in the guise of a stealth game. Got this. Okay, so I'm looking at the pictures of this game, and I'm pretty sure that I've at least seen it. Um, but there was a game that was kind of like this. It was not a ninja game. It had to do something with, like, underwater... Uh, 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 no. It was more. I mean, it wasn't like a an assess. I mean, you were you're trying to basically fight for your life. It was two D scroller, but it was a lot. I don't care. I, I, I want to say it's on the three sixty, but I could be totally wrong. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on three sixty. I'll, I'll I'll have to boot the damn thing up and see what's on my XBLA, man. Whew, bring back some memories. Yeah, man. But um, no, I just personally. I mean, it looks like a, an incredible game. I love the art style. Um. I just know for a fact that I suck. I suck at anything stealthy. Uh, you know, even even when I try to be stealthy, I'm gonna f- screw something up. Well, then you can, which I like. You got like the different skill trees, and there are skills for doing like face to face combat. But I ignore those. I believe those are called melee. I know. Imagine that ignoring melee in a game. What's wrong? Um. Oh shoot. Um. Shit, I had something at Zealous. You keep trying to derail me. Um, what I do? Damn it. Oh, uh, there was a game called... Now you made me forget the damn game again. What was it called? Because if there's two of them. Uh, de- not Devoted. Um, it's on the 360. Dang it! Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Google this. I'm gonna bring my mic a little bit further over so I can I don't have to reach so much over the keyboard. Um, the more you kill, 
I've blocked this game out of my mind simply because this was the one where <laughs> I ended up um, falling asleep on my controller mm. and was running into a wall nice. for 15 minutes. What is the uh, name of that, that game? It's it's a it's like an assassin game. Uh, game Xbox. Assassin's game. Creed. No. Sixty, where death makes world dirtier. I could see I could see the freaking thing in my head. It, mm. I don't know what it is. Dishonored. God, oh, I've heard Dishonored. of that game. Yeah, I, Dishonored. I, you you could play it. If if you could play it either, you know, trying to be super stealthy or you could play it, just kill it, everyone. If you, but the thing is, as you kill people, the bodies start piling up and the yeah. environment gets dirtier and more like rat infested. That's what I've heard. So depending on how you play it, like it changes basically. Yeah. Which I'm totally okay with. That's, that's, that's valid for me. No, it's a very interesting way of doing it, which. That's been on my list to play. I just never have. Uh, now I've I've never played the second one, but the first one was a lot of fun. Um, with the exception of falling asleep for fifteen minutes on the controller and my guy just walking to a wall, though I was asleep, so that was kind of enjoyable as well. Well, you know, you get the best of both worlds that way, I guess. Yes, yes. But yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying desperately to. I want to enjoy everything that is Mass Effect, and I'm starting. And because I'm playing it so much. I'm really getting back into it. and But I, I think I did hit a point today where I was just like, look, I'm not going to scan every single fucking planet for resources. Yeah, I, I just want to move on. And if I, I find the, the platinum I need, I'll, fi- I'll do the thing. Well, there comes a point where it's more of like a tedious time filler than it is an enjoyable activity. It's definitely a thing. There is, but, but, but here's the thing. Uh, in one of the expansions called the uh, Shadow Broker expansion, it actually gives you the ability to purchase this, um, just like contract or whatever, which from then on will list uh, planets that are rich in resources. Oh, I do remember that. Yes, that I was, was like, very, oh, thank God. It feels like I, one of the first things I tried to save up for. Um, I do not want to give away the the secrets that are the from the shadow broker. Because I still don't know how I feel about it overall. I mean, it's cool, but I also do not feel know how I feel about it. Um, but mm. yeah, it, mm. I mean, it, look, it's a solid game, and and it's been long enough that I don't remember what was and what isn't in the game. So I could be playing through stuff that I've done like a million times. I just don't remember. Yeah. But I'm having a hell of a lot of fun. Nice. But they did uh they did add some sort of vehicle in um for one of the DLC. But don't worry, it's not the Mako. Oh it is want to be. It's kind of like a hover ship um that will hover for so long on on like thrusters and then will come back down. And thankfully it's indestructible because I've run that sucker. Uh, into a couple things, and there's only specific missions that the things allowed. So it's not like every single planet you can use it. Mm. Interesting. Indubly. Well, someday I don't know when, but I will definitely be playing the Legendary Edition 
um, at some point in my life. Yes, I recommend it. Yeah, it's it's it will definitely be needed to relive the glory days. Um, that were that for sure. Ain't no doubt about it. Just don't know when that's gonna happen. So a little bit of a, a spin twist. I don't know if 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 someone in the audience does does this or or you know maybe Zelius does, but you, uh, most of us know that. When it comes to anime, there are two forms. There is the dubbed and the subbed. Mm -hmm. Dubbed, of course, means that you have voices of a different language over the original uh, show. And subbed, of course, is you have the original dialogue, but you have subtitles or closed caption um, to tell you what the hell they're saying. Yep. So I ran into an interesting predicament. Mm. I, like, I binge-watched the shit out of a show, and I got so into it. And then it stopped. What? But it turns out that it only stopped with the dub, not ah. the sub. So I had to make that decision. Mm. Do I? Because here, here's, here's, here's a couple things that maybe people don't understand. Is that the, the subbed voice and the dub voice could sound completely different. You One character in, in one uh you know language could have a really deep voice but in another language it could be like this i know it did that to me i'm i have an anime that did that what is yours well so the one i'm watching right now is called black clover which is amazing mm. um and i have sank sunk way too many hours in it but to be honest with you it's actually one of the better ones where i uh i could still like the the mannerisms in the voice, even though it's two different voices, I guess like the, the mannerism of the character transferred over. So I'm not like, that's not that person. Hmm. Cause, um, fairy tale did that. Yeah. Uh, so did like the, bleach. Yeah. I think, well, fairy tale is like the first 53 episodes. want to say we're on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, and those were American and then, Oh, so I'm like, okay. No longer Netflix, let me check it out and see. At that point, that's where it became all subtitles. And to your point, and that's probably why I also didn't continue watching it, mm -hmm. is that it was all completely different voices. And obviously, I couldn't understand them because it's in Japanese. Japanese. And I never say, but still, like you come to associate characters with a certain audible connection with who they are mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's completely different and yeah it threw me off now i could probably watch it again now and that'd be fine because it's been so long since i've seen you know that first right season right where it affect me now um but i don't think i don't know maybe someday okay here but here's here's a curveball for you because i actually i i would i'll have to look at the exact name of the, the anime but Ooh. i do own an anime that was dubbed all the way through. However, the art style changed in the last third where no one looked like they had in the first two thirds. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So um, what's more what's more jarring? The voice changes or the 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 character entire appearance changes? For me, I think it would honestly be the voice. Because that's such, it's a like very strong sense, that sense of hearing versus 
visual, I think I get over that pretty quickly. Mm. I, I think I think if it was dubbed, if it was in English and you were to change out the art style, I don't think I would have noticed. But if it was subbed, it's the same voice, but they're now look completely different. I think that that would really mess with my mind. Oh, speaking of anime, guess what I finally watched? What? The first two seasons of Castlevania. Okay, so the first season and a half, or the season and a quarter, because that first season was a fucking cock tease. I totally disagree. I think that first season was actually a perfectly little enveloped season as like a, almost like a test run to see. It was like a prototype. It's like, this this could be interesting. Okay, but let's see the real thing. No, we got to wait for that. That was as bad as you made it out to be. It, it was terrible. It had character development. It had action. It had closure to what was going on. And it led you on perfectly to what was going to happen. I was totally cool with it. Okay, so you've watched the first two seasons and there's yes. what? Four or five? There's four. Watch them all, man. Watch them all. Oh, no. I'm watching them all. Don't worry. I'm not done watching them. I finished the uh, last episode of season two last night. Um, so I will definitely be watching that whole season. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So I... um, uh, It's good stuff. Good stuff. I enjoyed it. So Tuesday night, once I got home uh, from dinner and whatnot, I basically just... <laughs> prop my feet up in the back and just watched a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Nice. I was like, it's Bebop time, babies. Bebop time. And I you can't go wrong with some Cowboy Bebop. But Can you ever go wrong with Cowboy Bebop? I don't know. I actually don't want There's Cowboy. one episode that's a little iffy because it's definitely not for public consumption. Because mm. there's a hermaphrodite. But... Outside what, of, what did a hermaphrodite ever do to you, sir? Nothing. But, you know, we prudish English American people, uh, Americans who think that, you know, a nip slip will cause total corruption in the world. God forbid you accidentally see part of a penis. Perhaps it will, and you just don't know it. No, I'm pretty sure that we're, we're okay. We're still okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. How okay are we? Okay. I get very confused and just have, okay, are we? Pretty okay. Now, uh, I did make mention earlier in the show that I did have a box of Funko Pops and I want to actually open them for everyone so that they can Ooh. see. So hold on, I'm going to grab the box. Okay. Just because I have to go with like, you know, the slightly unique uh, Funko Pops. I can't just be, you know, I can't just have like a, a Hulk or uh, a Spider-Man. I, it's got to be some kind of new take on it. So let me introduce you to the Hulk Mech Strike style. So it's basically as Transformers. So here's the Hulk. So now we're like combining different genres. Basically, Thor. Um, Doctor Strange. And finally, at least in this box, because I know there's a couple more coming, but in this box, there is Captain Marvel, which I think by far looks the best. But there's, let's see, what's the other one? Did I already do Doctor Strange does not look like Doctor Strange. He looks no. weird. 
this one I could see as, you know, a, a creative take on, on Captain Marvel, but this one, it's like Optimus um, Prime. I don't know. Captain Marvel's, like, mouth scares me. Right, but I mean, like, if you looked at these two, I I definitely see Marvel in this one, and I, I don't know. Are they? Tr is this blue outline supposed to be the goatee? Because that just looks weird. I think uh, Hulk is the best, personally. It's just freaking Frankenstein. That's all it is. I, 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 and here's Hulk. Thor. Yeah, no, I like Hulk. I think Hulk is does it for me. The rest of them are interesting. Thor just looks angry, like uh, uh like Angry Cat. That's well, what his maybe, face looks like. Then maybe that's what endears me to him. <laughs> maybe he hasn't had a beer lately. He actually mm -hmm. does look like a cat. That's kind of funny, to be yeah. honest. Or like a pug. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yes, he um, really does. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to say that when I went to uh, Battle and Brew for my birthday, I did get myself another mana potion. Ah, uh, I was wondering if you could get like a love potion while you're there too. No. Uh, my wife, though, was very, she almost got it, uh, but um, she was, she said if, if she was going to have one of those, she would have a health potion. Ah, there you go. They're like, someone's got to drive. Mm. Wait for one of you to be responsible. Yeah. Responsibility, responsibility. Responsibility, what's that? Not quite yet. Oh, God, why'd you do... Oh, God dang it. Ah! I knew you'd recognize it. Yeah, I... is it on the Wizard's Companion Volume 2? Mm. Is that why it is? I don't know. I just came to be my MXPX is the name of the band. Oh man. See, I could do this shit too. No. I, <laughs> um let me do uh some couple quick shout outs for uh for some of the awesome people that is uh friends of the show. So one second here, let me just get down on my piper. You got um, Piper. I got the Piper. What's he doing with your Piper? It's got the words for me to read. All right, words so ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you about this amazing organization. It's called the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to uh, www.indiecluster.com. That's I-N-D-I, sorry, shoot, I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. And they're also on Twitch. Yes, they are. And a firm supporter of Alter Confusion. Now, uh, I got to do one more shout out. And that, of course, is to the the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, it would be Hero Chiropractic. Uh, it's a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. 
Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you if you want more information, because you're in the greater Atlanta area, go to HeroChiropractic.com, or if you're on Facebook, just type in Hero Chiropractic. It'll take you there as well. Mm. Huge fan, huge fan of Hero Chiropractic. He was here yesterday to adjust Brody. That's so many days ago. Yeah, well, I, I have to constantly, every single time it's like, hey, do you remember what happened on Wednesday? I'd be like, well, how many days ago was that? When was that? I don't know. I don't remember. It's some amount of days. I can't. I don't know. Um, uh-oh. That's fun. Uh -oh. What? No. Uh, I just had a, uh, a wonder little a wonderful little power spike that reset the uh, one of my monitors, so I can't see anything. Nice. <laughs> yes. You didn't need it anyways. Wax on, wax off. Because I can't see Jack Diddley. Did you ever really need to? Potentially, yes. Once upon a time. I don't mm -hmm. remember, but it could have happened. Somewhere. In a galaxy far, far away. Where is this galaxy exactly? Far, far away. So while I'm waiting, hopefully, for my monitor to come back up, <laughs> there we go. Uh, here, I will show you. Uh, I do these wonderful things that I've talked about it several times called brain doodles. So this is my brain doodle from today. And, of course, oh, my God. Okay, hold on a second here. That screwed up everything. Yep. Did you break your internet? No, but I sure as hell broke your video. Uh, oh, thanks, uh, you jerk. Well, no, it, it basically bounced all the stuff onto a screen and then bounced it back and then the resolution changed and all that stuff. But here is here is my uh whoop, that's there we go. My um uh brain doodle from today. I usually do at least one brain doodle every Thursday. So ooh, finally the damn camera actually focused on it. Now I haven't finished coloring it, but there's my brain nice. doodle. Now, I did make mention earlier, ladies and gentlemen, that I am um, uh, representing some Grind Gaming. Uh, this is the wonderful Fight for Your Right t-shirt. Uh, if you're interested in getting something like this or something else from Grind Gaming, go to the website, and when you do the checkout, put in the code Altered Confusion, all one word. And you too can have an awesome t-shirt or a hat or hoodie. I can't remember what else they have, but. Underwear. Do they really have underwear? I don't oh, know. They do. Would not surprise me. But yeah. Um, $50 so, for a t-shirt? Good Lord. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am back in the... Uh, how much was it? Fifty dollars, five zero. No, I didn't. Well, I had a discount on it. I guess that doesn't sound right. But anyways, um, what does it say? I am back from vacation. I'm going to try to figure this alter confusion thing out and start giving you more of what you need. Um, I probably have to finish Mass Effect 
the series first so that I could focus. Because right now I'm like, I need to know what happens next. I need to decide. Though I do have to say, I'm sorry, I'm going on tangents here, but that's what I do. Um, in Mass Effect 1, I feel like there were less opportunities to do uh, like the good and the bad stuff. Mm. Uh, and they were clearly labeled during, you know, this is going to be good, this is going to be bad. Oh, yeah. But yeah. in the second one, it's like, there's a shit ton of times that you're going to do a good or a bad thing. And sometimes they're not highlighted those colors when you make the choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that was the Paragon action. I'm like, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I do. I, I do also want to point out that because I was on vacation, for some reason, my hair on top of my head, Stayed the same, but my facial hair has turned bright red. Nice. You're it's, like a multicolored musket. It's like, oh, you you dye your uh, your hair, right? You'll get to change your uh, body off in more ways than one. Unfortunately, yeah, this yeah. is this is when I had more hair. This is what would happen to my hair. But since I am in uh, short supply of the hair, uh, it's going more and more into the uh, the goatee. You can move some from your goatee to your head. I don't think that's how it works, Zilius. You like a little bit of a transplant. It'd be pretty cool, man. Mm, I don't think that's how it works, Zilius. What if you like sewed the goatee hairs together to make them longer? No, that's gross. Just trying to help the brother out. Thanks, Zilius. All right, ladies. All right, ladies, gentlemen. I think we're we're done for today. But um. What's Did I talk too much about your hair? Did I scare you? Yes. Uh, but, uh, of course, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like to uh, for us to discuss next show, please just drop them uh, on any of the platforms, be it Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. So many tubes. Uh, but, anyways, uh, so for now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you everything from our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>